0: Moff Gideon, at the end of The Mandalorian Season 2, was bested and defeated by Din Djarin, the Mandalorian, giving up his Darksaber once and for all, and finally going to jail. Or at least we think. Once Luke Skywalker showed up and saved them all from the Dark Troopers, it was game over for Moff and all the droids. In Mando Season 3, Episode 3, we saw the group of old Imperial workers now changed to the New Republic, all talking about Moff Gideon. Which is really one of the first real times that we get to hear about him since his capture. Where one of the guys says that he escaped. Today, let's examine if he actually did and how that would change the Mandalorian season three and also different theories as how he could escape as well as how his story could fit into the timeline if he didn't and just simply went to jail. He could still be a very important part to the show. Now while we haven't heard or seen of Moff Gideon since the end of season two, we do know that he's been such a main antagonist for two seasons with the Darksaber and it makes you wonder if he's going to return or not like most villains do, especially in Star Wars. As a very high-ranking member of the Empire, he would have had access to resources and connections that the average citizen or even Imperial could only dream of. This means that it would have been relatively easy for him to secure the help of the Empire in escaping from his tribunal. The Empire would have seen the capture of Moff Gideon as a significant loss and they would have done everything in their power to prevent it. Now, after the fully operational Death Star, the Empire just muscled their way through the galaxy, using their military strength to get whatever they wanted. And the reason for this was simply because nobody could stand up to them. Once the Death Star existed, if you said no to the Empire, you got your planet blown up. So essentially do what they want or say goodbye to everything. Now Moff Gideon is a very cunning and resourceful individual as evidenced by his successful takeover of the Mandalorian Darksaber from Bo-Katan. Now, details on how he took it from Bo is still yet to be revealed, but I guess we'll find out. I think it's very in his character to have planned and orchestrated his escape from the War Tribunal with the help of the Empire. He would have known the risks and consequences of being captured, and he would have done everything in his power to avoid it. That's one of the things I give Palpatine real major props to, is the fact that he had everything in order. He had all of his ducks in a line, and he was able to plan for things that were maybe 20, 30 years ahead of him. Now, this comes, of course, to the question, how did he not see his death? Well, the reason for that is very simply explained in the Return of the Jedi novel, released back in the 80s. And the reason for it was because he was so angry and full of hatred for Luke Skywalker for essentially saying, no, I'm not going to join you, which is all Palpatine wanted, that he wasn't able to sense the betrayal of his apprentice Darth Vader, and notice the shift in Vader becoming Anakin. And so simply, that's how he was then thrown over the shaft. And of course, when Vader was carrying him in the air, he was again so full of rage. He didn't even have any comprehension of how to deal with the matter. He was just spewing lightning out of everywhere, hitting himself, hitting Vader, hitting the walls. And he was just completely engulfed in the dark side and just not really thinking. Essentially, he was clouding himself with the dark side, literally. Now, back to the video, I always thought there was someone far more powerful above Moff Gideon who was pulling the strings. And if this goes into the sequel trilogy, then of course we get Snoke and Palpatine and all that stuff, but let's just keep it more contained to this timeline for now, shall we? Especially considering Dave Filoni said that Drogu doesn't have to end up in the sequel trilogy. He might just go off and do his own thing somewhere else in the galaxy. And honestly, I would much rather prefer that. The sequel trilogy is just one year in the Star Wars timeline, and we have a whole ton more years in between episode 6 and 7. So let's assume that it could be Thrawn or someone above Moff Gideon, and not Palpatine or Snoke. So, if Moff Gideon is as valuable as we think he is to whomever, maybe Thrawn, then perhaps his boss will do everything he can to get him out of that hearing. Now, the guys with Pershing and the others here at the table mention how he's heard of Moff Gideon escaping during his transport to the War Tribunal. And if we've ever seen any old school prison escape movies, most of these escapes happen during transports from one prison to another or one spot to the next, transporting inmates. So this could indeed have happened with Moff Gideon for sure. Where a massive squad of TIE fighters come in and they appear out of nowhere and held the ship hostage that was transporting Gideon. From there, stormtroopers and maybe even dark troopers would have entered the ship and escorted him out into an Imperial vessel, making him free out there somewhere in the galaxy. Moff Gideon was hellbent on capturing baby Yoda, and I think it's because he wanted to use his blood, of course, for some gene splicing, like Dr. Pershing mentioned in his seminar in the Opera House on Corsunt, where he was talking about how he learned to take DNA from two hosts and take the best parts of each host's DNA to create one perfect individual essentially altering dna in a way where you create the most optimal being and this was kind of done with the clones too not to segue but for a second i just want to mention that the clones were actually much different from Django Fat. they were engineered to be more docile to their generals to their leaders to be more subservient and to be able to take commands much better, because Django was like a rabid dog. He was like a wild beast that just didn't care about rules all that much. He did what he wanted when he needed to do it. And this is, of course, what made Django so unique and dangerous as a bounty hunter, and the galaxy's best bounty hunter, arguably. But when it came to having obedient clones who follow orders, this, of course, was altered and taken out. I believe Pershing was very valuable to the Empire because of his unique ability and research discoveries with cloning that perhaps nobody else was able to do other than the long eradicated Kaminoans who were engineering everything. Now I must mention the first cloned being I believe was a mutated creature with shovels for hands that the Kaminoans used as diggers and I think they were hired by a company to create these monstrous beings. You can learn all about them and the history of Kamino in my Kamino history video that I released several years back. There's a lot of really cool information in there that actually I'm going to go and watch after this video too, just to brush up on everything. So with Moff Gideon out there, he will be on the hunt for Mando, and this time with a vengeance like never before, so that he'll never get captured again. He's probably really angry that he got beaten, that he got imprisoned or cuffed, and that his Darksaber is gone. Maybe he wants to lead Mandalore. Maybe he wants to ride the Mythosaur. He could hire the world's most dangerous bounty hunters, Dengar, Bosk. Maybe he'll reach out to Boba through some messenger of some sorts, and then Boba will reach out to Mando of what's to come, you know, since they're now bros. I think things could heat up really fast with Moff Gideon on the loose, and it would only endanger Grogu even more, but of course make the story more interesting. Imagine for a second that Omega and the Bad Batch are still alive, and perhaps they get a request, maybe from some sort of a a new Cid character, to get the child, and bringing them in again to the whole cloning life and scene once again, with Pershing and the operations, and maybe they would actually do some good and save the day. Now finally, of course, the truth could also be that he did indeed go to his war tribunal and if the courts weren't controlled Palpatine style, of course, then he would have been in his cell for however many years, probably forever. Now, this could also be interesting because he could act as a possible lead or a source for information that Din Djarin would require from him, like when Daniel and Johnny went to visit Kreese in jail for information on Terry Silver and Cobra Kai. In this scenario, Moff Gideon could provide valuable information or insights to Din Djarin and his allies about the inner workings of the Empire or other key players in the galaxy, perhaps if he was shaved 10 years off of his sentence or something like that, or threatened in some sort of way. And lastly, there's also the theory which the other guy mentioned in the group there, that he did go to the Mind flare and his memory did get absolutely erased, so maybe he's like a nice person now, who knows. Either way, let me know what your theories are on Moff Gideon. Do you think he will return in The Mandalorian Season 3? Personally, I hope so, but I also hope that he has a boss of some sorts who's much more powerful and dangerous than him, and I'm thinking it could be Thrawn. Or maybe, maybe, they'll even team up in some sort of way, him and Din Djarin, to fight an even bigger threat. That would be wild. Let me know what you want to see down below in the comments. I hope you enjoyed this theory video, and I'll see you all in the next one on Star Wars Theory. Until then... Remember, my fellow Jedi and Sith friends, the Force will be with you. Always.